0: You're listening to Sascapes, a podcast featuring the stories of arts, culture, and heritage in Saskatchewan. I'm Kevin Power, and writing an introduction about my guest in this episode has been really hard. Maybe it's because there are too many adjectives to describe her, but the one that stands out for me is fun. So that's it. My guest, Amanda Amandrud, is just plain fun. And as it happens, fun is also one of her favorite words and basically justifies all of her behavior. I mention that because you'll hear us talk about her favorite word. Oh, and numbers, too. She loves numbers. Three is the top number, but any odd number will do. Well, she's one of those people who, when you meet, you just like her. Amanda is the founding owner of the Root Community Emporium in Lloydminster, Saskatchewan. The Root is not just a quirky old building, it's a happening. Artisans, musicians, listeners, chefs, servers, painters, crafters, dancers, teachers, onlookers, dreamers, and folks just like you and I can gather at The Root, share stories, knowledge, eat delicious locally sourced food, well, basically plug in and connect with each other. And I connected with Amanda to be sure. This was just far too good a time." I came to Lloydminster on Thanksgiving weekend to meet Amanda and to attend the annual Harvest Lantern Walk. An impressive crowd gathers each year, carrying lanterns and winding their way through the streets, stopping at designated spots to listen to one of the local bands perform outside. We dance, laugh, share, and then on to the next stop. Back at the root, we all gather with warm fires glowing from steel drums, coffee, hot cocoa, goodies, and a huge bandstand where more bands perform. Amanda steals the show with her fantastic introductions and in one moment of calm asks us all to put our hands on our hearts and remind ourselves of what we are thankful for. I had one very special reason to be thankful as of late, but I can tell you, in revisiting this conversation with Amanda, I'm also very thankful for the chance to hang out with her. I'm at the Root Emporium here in Lloydminster, still on the Saskatchewan side, and my guest is, now I'm not going to butcher your last name, so my guest is Amanda
1: Amondrood.
0: Oh, I wasn't even close. So I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad that you said that. I have so been dying to meet you for a very, very long time. It's taken a couple of months for me to get back here again. Um, this is your joint.
1: Yay! Welcome, your Kevin. baby. It's my baby. So I know it's turning into a toddler. It's walking. It's no longer being breastfed. <laughs> Tell me, e- tell me
0: everything about yourself.
1: Oh, let are, me see. Where do I begin? <laughs> where are okay. You
0: from? <laughs> where, where are you from?
1: I grew up in Hillmondville, Tangle Flags, which is a community about thirty-five kilometers northeast of here. Right. Um, my folks raised me on the original homestead that's been in our family for one hundred and nine years, wow. right, running along the North Saskatchewan River. I was one of those kids that you know wake in the morning go do some chores and then mom says... Hit the road. I don't want to see it till it's dark. <laughs> you know, because
0: <laughs> you could do that there, exactly,
1: right? and we just go and play, yeah. roll in the river hills. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Really and, fortunate.
0: And so, was it a functioning homestead when you were there? Yeah, and absolutely. You grew up working the yeah. farm,
1: cattle and grain. Wow. So yeah. You learned discipline early, early, on. Yes. Hey, and I absolutely. rebelled against it enough as I her as much as I could as well. <laughs> yeah, but that's where you get your eight type personality work ethic. Yes. Yeah, right? See. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That was very much something that mom and dad were like.
0: Yeah. Work.
1: Instilling that from the beginning. Work ethic. Yeah, exactly. Work ethic
0: and a lot of coffee.
1: Definitely. Hey.
0: Which we have in our hands right now. Thank goodness. So um, when did you migrate here to Lloyd?
1: Um, Well, I moved to Lloyd for college, you know, when I was Mm -hmm. 17, 18, and then um, took off. And I went teaching. I was a special ed teacher, and I was teaching in Canmore in Calgary. I spent some time out east, and, you know, as many folks do, I got myself in a little bit of trouble along the way. And I was like, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home. I haven't okay. been home, so okay. I came home when I was 30.
0: How far east did you go?
1: Um, to the coast. My town. Oh My house, yeah. Oh, I was there. Did you, I was did you, there. Did you get in trouble in Halifax? No, just south of Halifax. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll just keep trouble generically. <laughs> yeah, or generic. It's trouble. It's not interesting trouble.
1: Oh, it's very interesting trouble for okay. sure. But it yeah. was
0: a, a life sort of life time.
1: changing okay. altering you know go home get your feet back on the ground yeah. i don't know what to do with myself Good. i felt a little nervous about the world it okay. it scared me enough you know and so came home and stayed on the farm uh-huh. and told myself i was just stopping over uh uh-huh. a couple of weeks uh-huh. fine a couple of months <laughs> fine i'm going to move to town but that's it until i figure out where i'm going next right, right. And you know, coincidentally enough, I happen to move in upstairs.
0: Oh, upstairs of this building. Of this building. And what is upstairs currently?
1: Um, my house and another apartment on the other side. Oh,
0: you live right above. Totally, this joint? it's so great. Oh, that's very a time.
1: I know. Hey.
0: <laughs> but was it just drones? controlling? But <laughs> Yeah. Was it was it zoned as an apartment or? Was yeah, it a-
1: actually, my grandmother, when she was 16 years old, she lived up there when this was Ellis's drugstore. Yeah, incredible. So this place has been functioning as commercial residential space for the people running it for a long time,
0: and always an apartment above it. Mm-hmm. What are the chances that you'd wind up in the same apartment that your grandmother? Can you
1: was imagine? In? You always have to wonder about, you know, the folks holding the space for you along the way. No, kidding. right? So cool.
0: Wow! And so, when you moved up there, this wasn't. No, this, this was.
1: was this was abandoned. Actually, this oh. was an empty room, a big four thousand square foot open room with, you know, the old carpet coming up, yeah, yeah. all the white walls. It used to be a clothing store right before me. Um, yeah.
0: And when did you look through the windows of this abandoned joint and say, hmm, I've got an idea? Totally.
1: Well, I looked through... uh, Just chairs breaking. Um,
0: (laughs) Note to self, the chair.
1: Fix the chair. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The first time I looked through these uh, these windows to see the abandoned building was the uh, lease sign that I saw set up in there that said, for rent. And I phoned the owner... And I said, you know, excuse me, sir, I'm looking for an apartment downtown. If I'm going to live in town, I'd like to live here. Mm-hmm. And then you know, said, Mr. Phillips, Matt, it, the people that have been living up there have been there for six, seven years. I don't foresee this happening. The sign is actually for the space downstairs. It's mm-hmm. a lease for a business. Okay, well, can I give you my number just in case? And I left, hung up the phone, kept walking around downtown. Before the end of the afternoon, he had called me back sort of, you know, this is unusual, but after we got off the phone, one of the residents called and gave me their notice. So, would you like to come see the place? Wow. I know, it was so cool. So, I moved up there one year to the date that I opened up the route, actually. Our anniversaries are the same exact date. No kidding. I know, so cool. And oh my
0: God, the stars align. I in your life
1: know, constantly. isn't it great?
0: But how did you. Arrive at the vision to have this as the root,
1: though. Okay, Kevin. Well, I was sleeping. (laughs) I was sleeping, and I had what I would consider the most vivid dream of my life. The one, like, that confirmation of, yeah, you have to do this. This Uh is what has to happen. And all it was was, like, vibrancy, like, the most beautiful colors dancing. And I saw these huge... People, like, kind of, I would explain them as like goddesses, you know, and they're wearing these big cloaks, and they just—it felt like they were celebrating joy in the finest description of it, you know, just joy and love, and it was, yes, this connectedness, this unity, and and I woke up and I wrote it in the dark in my journal I was like, you need to remember this. This is this is significant. This has this has meaning, and so I left it, and I couldn't help. But continuously roll that over in my mind and be like, what does this mean? What's it, what's it about? And it, I knew that it had to do with here, that I was supposed to do something down here. I just wasn't sure what that looked like. And there was kind of this opportunity of life. I was tutoring at the college, doing something pretty practical, you know, very, you know, this is a nice opportunity. There was a position opening up with the ACC program, and I thought I should apply. You know, I've got a teaching degree, this is what I should do. And at the same time I had this dream. So I sat down with my folks and said, you know, there is this opportunity at the college, but I had this dream. So I'm actually just going to I'm going to sign a lease on the building and I'm going to build this place. <laughs> <laughs> and they not, hey, they oh totally they're, they're like are, are you kidding me and they're like what is it I'm like well i think it's gonna be an art gallery and you know it's gonna be like my version of a school i'm gonna have a studio in the back where we can just teach whatever we want and you know maybe i'll serve some soup and sandwiches i don't know well, that's what i'm gonna build
0: hey it's kevin I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Just a quick reminder that the Sascapes podcast is available for free on your favorite podcast app, or you can stream it from your browser. Check out the show notes for the link. On the Sascapes homepage, you'll notice something new under the logo called Sascapes Plus. You can't miss it. There's a big button saying support with a heart icon next to it. I'd love it if you could click on that button and help keep this podcast series going. Like no knowledge of
1: nothing. What, how to food serve, food <laughs> no, services. No, nothing, that's no background. Uh, no background in the food mm-hmm. services. That that I love. I spent some time out in the back country in Canmore, and there's a, a beautiful lodge, Mount Engadine Lodge, and there we did family dining, and I worked there for seasons. And so my responsibility was to kind of clean the bathrooms, make the beds, help serve people but there was a chef cooking it and it was like family dining you know so i cleared plates i used to help make salads every now and again you know that was my experience a season under my belt so once i did this (laughs) hilarious like i'm signing the lease here we go and so i went to talk to uh one of the restaurants in town and very openly was like so I'm going to build a restaurant. I've never served a day in my life. Can you help me? (laughs) Imagine. Sure. Come on. You can start doing lunch. I'm like, okay.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. So you just worked in there? Yeah,
1: I worked in their restaurant. And at the same time, another friend got me a job uh, in one of the bars, like just to serve at night there. And so, okay. Over the summer, I'd work the lunch shift there, build this place during the day, go to night, work in the bar, come back, do this during the day, lunch. Hilarious. Oh, my
0: God. I know. And probably the last time you slept was when you had that vision.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, practically. Right.
0: (laughs) Did you have an artistic background at all? What led you down the path of a gallery? Um,
1: You know, it was a piece of uh, even the food. Just I love to celebrate art, for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I loved, I was a very creative kid. I like to make things all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I got away from it a little bit, but I was always knitting and sewing and, you know playing with paint but never ever confident enough to you know put my own stuff out on a wall to be like hey here you go people I've right. got it up in my house now
0: right,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. All right. right? Okay. but it was just that piece of you know very big supporter of the art right. you know and um when I came home those were all the pieces that I was really missing you know that uh, I was someone who liked to invest in art I like to run classes to create art with kids, things like that, right. um, food. So I always really value food and art and music. And so I just decided to put it all under one roof.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So tell me, take me back to the day it opened. What was that like?
1: Chaos! Oh my gosh! You know, I think that I must have been walking around like with these deer-in-the-headlight kind of eyes, you know? It was packed. Oh, good. It was packed. Because it isn't
0: like the worst fear, nobody shows yeah, up? Yeah, nobody
1: showed up to my <laughs> opening, you guys. What? the <laughs> What's that about? Right, right. No, it was packed. And, of course, all the servers were like, oh, wow. we." I don't think we dreamt that it would have been so well-received. But at the same time, we're like, of course it's going to be well-received. This place is great, yeah. you know? But yeah. the chefs were so diligent, and everybody's focused and working. And, you know, I think... I'm curious about other people's interpretation. I feel like everyone was really patient with us, mm-hmm. you know, but it was a great celebration. Right. You know, it's and like m- everyone was pumped.
0: Mostly artists that, that came?
1: No, I felt like lots of family came, okay. lots of folks of the community. We did have lots of artists because, of yeah. course, we had artists showing already, so they were all present. Right. Yeah. Right. Friends. Right. Yeah.
0: But this must have changed the landscape of the art scene in this town, right? Yeah. Because it's a hub.
1: Totally. I think it has made a big impact, you know, and we do hear that people often are, you know, especially they've got, they've got great timing, you know, when you're in that burnout moment and like, what am I doing this for? And and it seems like that day, you know, so many people come in and say, you know, this is so important. You change, you change the way I see our community. You You change the way I i'm able to be here you know and yeah right. people are grateful for it
0: right and when did the music component come in right off the right away
1: um yeah i had a stage right away i wasn't sure what it was going to look like i thought maybe it would be sort of that um acoustic sets have some local friends come up and just play guitar over dinner do pass the hat shows and i started right. like that right. um but now you know Fred Eaglesmith played here with Tiff Jen and their full band on Wednesday night. Ashley McIsaac's been in here. Julie Black. We have these huge, crazy shows. Yeah,
0: Ashley's been here. So good. God, God you. <laughs> wow, you're a roadhouse.
1: It's awesome. The, know, the shows we get are incredible.
0: And the one thing about venues is build it and they will come. Totally. There's not enough venues for artists to show the work where there isn't all kinds of political stuff attached right. to it. There's not enough venues for, for musicians to... To get out there and just gig. Yeah. I mean, what's the point of art if you've got no place to put it up? Exactly. Just share
1: it. We've got to share these things. And then in the
0: back, you've got the studio space. Yeah. So then when did the teaching component come in? Again, right off the top?
1: Totally. Yeah. I was running classes for kids back there right at the beginning. And, you know, you start to kind of have those moments of, I actually feel like I can't run groups yet. (laughs) I need to work out this other stuff. But it's the kind of space that people just say, you know. Um, I I have got something, I've got a skill I want to share. Mm-hmm. Can I book the room? And people rent it from me. Artists can use it um, free of charge for different shows they'll do, art demonstrations. Um, we've got all sorts of things there. There'll be yoga back there, um, art painting demonstrations, lantern-making workshops. There's pole fitness, mm-hmm. you know, salsa dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind right. of anything goes.
0: So the arts is a viable business.
1: Yes, who knew? <laughs> <laughs>
0: What is? Tell me about some <laughs> of the wackiest um, events, uh, people happenings that 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 have gone on here. That
1: let's see the wackiest. I feel like that could be just any Tuesday night.
0: Why? What <laughs> so, so on Tuesday <laughs> night. Tuesday night
1: is open mic. Okay. So this is one of. It's pretty unusual for there not to be a seat left. You know, Uh, it's a full night and a ton of different musicians in here. We've got trios will play. There will be single people getting up, just solo artists throwing down. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a couple of folks. My friend Erin, she's a big fan of Spice Girls. And so Mm -hmm. we have to throw down one dance song and the whole staff get up and sing with her. It's pretty adorable. (laughs) The Spice Girls. Spice Girls sing along.
0: They are over. It's done. Totally. Wow. of retrospectives cannot be too
1: far away. Right? Right? Um, So funny. Visitors.
0: Mm -hmm. From how
1: far away? Okay. This is pretty fun. Yeah. Like, international. We had, um, Tom Wilson was playing here. We did a CBC night. So, like, Lanny McDonald was in here. You know, we had the hockey players in. And there was a couple that came in that week. It was so great. They're like, are you Amanda? like, hi, yeah, totally. Nice to meet you. Okay, we're here from New York. Our friends from Philly sent us. I'm like, Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> and they came every night they were in town and were part of the celebration. It was so great. So, word of mouth. It's word of mouth. You on the map. Isn't that wild? I mean, I feel like we've been, Global did an awesome story about these new booming communities because mm-hmm. Lloyd's average age is 32. Mm-hmm. You know, it's incredible. We've got a couple mm-hmm. council members that are early 30s. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of a neat spot that right. that's happening here. Right. And so, Global did a story, and my friends in Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, we're all reading this story of yeah the route and I'm in the paper and it's going Western Canada and and then I've got friends in Lloyd or folks in Lloyd that have never even heard of it. It's like where are we? What are we doing wrong? We're missing our whole local local set here, but mm. we've got folks in Philadelphia who know what's up.
0: <laughs> did you ever get to a point? Hard to imagine given the success right from day one, but did you ever get to a point where you just thought this the This I can't do anymore. This is like... Totally. Frustration, really?
1: Absolutely. Like, I generally um, feel as though, even though it's hard work, Mm -hmm. I've always had this part in my heart that was like... This is my destiny. This is what Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do. And so when you love something so much and you feel that it's got such great purpose, no matter how hard you're working, it still is feeding you. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's still energizing you. And the people who are coming are so happy and grateful for it. So it's this beautiful cycle that keeps your vibration up to such a great rate so you feel like you've got it in you. But I would say just recently is when I hit it. I really did. I found myself in probably one of my darkest areas since I've opened it. I just felt exhausted and lots of changes, little things. Like I didn't have chefs for a couple of months. So Mm. that was huge,
0: Mm. right? I
1: was in the kitchen every day and it just shifted the way, um, I perceived my day, I think, Uh you know, and, don't get me wrong i needed to do that that was crucial for me to spend that much time in there just to kind of work out that other part of my own business sure right yeah huge huge i felt like i was always really grateful for my kitchen staff now i'm just like oh my god you guys you work so hard
0: (laughs) you've been to the trenches
1: totally i felt it out it's a tough one
0: Would you ever, in a million years, think of having another route somewhere?
1: Yeah, you know, people suggest it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, let's build it here, and so many of our friends, let's do one on the island, and then we can go winter there. (laughs) Um, And for sure, I entertain the idea of it all the time. For me, I think that Lloydminster is the place that needs it right right now. I think that it's a place that really, really needs this little hub here. And so it's got... Yeah, but um a purpose. I think other communities for sure would really like it yeah. and would enjoy it and be grateful for it as well, but for some reason I just feel like Yeah. It's important to be yeah, here yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. And so
0: it's year number
1: It'll be year number three, 3 on November 15th.
0: So still a bit of a baby. Yeah. You're still learning. Totally.
1: Still learning so much, you yeah. know, and yeah. yeah. and just this weekend with with the lantern walk, you know, that was a really cool thing to learn because when I was feeling just drained and feeling yeah. like, um, you know, where am I going with this? And it, I just could feel this resistance within myself and being like, is this really supposed to keep going? Yeah, You know, am I really supposed to keep doing this or is the time up and the building came due? And so the folks who own it offered it to me and it was really that moment of, Okay, this is this is a crucial point. Pay attention to this. Do I buy the building or do I let it go? Yeah, you know, and and the emotional state I was in, I was like, well, <laughs> you know, I could use a vacation. I feel like I could yeah. go somewhere and it'd be right. great. But um, so instead of you know just quitting, which isn't generally something that I really am into, <laughs> I. Uh, I had to let go of other things. Mm -hmm. So Friday lunches, I let go of. Mm -hmm. We had a big culture event here during culture days on the Sunday, and we were doing a big bear tour, and I let that go. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, granted, we weren't able to fill the bus, but, you know, it was a strange thing. And then I wrote a big letter to the community and said, you know, I'm really sorry, but I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to do the lantern walk this year. And I just kind of really tried to reach everyone and speak from my heart and tell them, you know why and this is what's happening and mm-hmm. i just i'll do it next year you know i'll do what i can but i've got to just step back this year and and the response was so overpower like overwhelming it was so beautiful because people started writing me letters and emails and phoning and being like hey you know we've got your back we really want this this is really important to us
0: this, these are people in city hall yeah,
1: people just people from the community wow. People from the community, you know, they just said, what can we do to make this a reality? It's an important event for us. So we're here to stand with you and just help you build it. And they did. They united. And I was able to just sort of, you know, delegate everything that has to be done to Mm -hmm. make this event happen. And they've done it all. This is like taking, you know, a community event and giving it to them. Right. It's awesome.
0: And you did buy the building, right?
1: Yeah, I did buy the building. Right. <laughs> right.
0: And what do your parents think now?
1: Oh, they're ecstatic. They're so supportive, you know? I remember there would be days when Mom and Dad would be here for supper, and they'd just be so stressed out, you know, trying to watch it all unfold. And mm-hmm. Mom would call me across the restaurant, Amanda! <laughs> This person, knew (laughs) Thanks, mom. (laughs) As only mothers will do. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. You know, and now they come and they can relax and just enjoy dinner. And they're so supportive. They're so so supportive. You know, they've helped me. I can't imagine um, actually being able to do this without them.
0: Right. They
1: really really let go of all their fears Uh associated with it because it was huge. I mean, for them, they're like, "You're insane," Uh and it's a big investment. You're insane. (laughs) And I'm right. like, oh, it's just money. It's no big deal. Right. Now I have a different idea of money, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> different understanding for sure, sure. sure. But it's it's so cool to watch them go from yeah, making more fear based choices and ideas with it or advice even to being to such a more um, deeper place of love and understanding and just being able to support me in a different way.
0: If you're enjoying this episode of Sascape's. Why not download the entire series for free from the iTunes store? Simply search for Sascapes by Sasculture, And while you're there, feel free to support Sascapes by giving us a star rating or writing a review. From time to time, I'll share some of the comments in upcoming episodes. And who knows, it could be your comment I read next. And now, back to the podcast. And as your mom said... Want me to help out in the kitchen?
1: Oh yeah, she did. She came and she helped me cook when I was um, during those couple of months and. And then she ran a pie-making workshop in here.
0: Because I was thinking every mother who grows up in a homestead is a pie maker, right? Exactly.
1: I think so. Do
0: you do everything? Is all of your everything done here? Everything. Baking everything?
1: So everything from the beginning was always done here. Uh So all of the baking. um, Buff was even making her own sausage. They were doing all their own pickles, the salsa, everything. And then recently... Uh, About seven months ago, Lloydminster has um, Albert's European pastry shop has just opened up. And so they're making everything from scratch there. Uh And this was one of those other things. Okay, is it worth it anymore for us to be doing all of the baking here? Because this is our kitchen what you see that's yeah, that's yeah. it and so right. we're not actually a bakery at all and
0: look at that great knife rack
1: i know right <laughs> it's
0: all about the knife
1: i think so <laughs> i learned that in my couple of it months absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um yeah and so i went down and i talked to liz at the at the pastry shop and you know she's a new business they're they've got a beautiful setup there And being able to talk to her about those first few months' struggles, you know, and reach out and say, what do you think about partnership with this? Because what the root is, and when I go back and keep reminding myself, get back down to the foundation, the original philosophy, is to support local as much as possible, local artists, local musicians, right? Local food, working with Lower Shannon Farms, the cheesery, you know, like working with people here. And so for me, it's that pride piece of like, well... Does it mean that we can't do it? We had beautiful bakers in here doing such beautiful work. And then me sitting there saying like, it's really the most feasible. F- it's the best for us actually to let this go. Right. It makes the most business sense. Yeah. And so it's nice for my mind to finally get to that place, you know, right. running a business from not just the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You know, it, and so it's been a really cool partnership. It's very recent. We've just started doing this about two weeks ago.
0: But it isn't away from the harp, because no. I mean, the the desire to do have partnership. Right? Exactly. It's yeah, a collaborative. that's true. Totally. Yeah. It's a time, right. So let's go back to the to the um, lantern walk. Mm-hmm. Year number three. What started year number one? Where did that come from?
1: Yeah. What did that come from? I think there was <laughs> the first street dance. There was a band coming through town, and they wanted to play a show, and it all... Oh, That might have been the second one. It literally was like, remember Loon Lake? You remember Loon Lake used to have street dances? One a summer. My cousins loved them, they were the best. I never attended one as a kid. I always just heard about the Loon Lake street dances and so I came home, I'm like, we should probably have a street dance. Right. What I love street dances, Uh right? They seem like such a great opportunity. Get everybody together, hang out in the street, have a dance. get some live music out there and so I started one in June and it was great the first one was such a wonderful success you know I think we had about 300 people come awesome and then I threw three that that year (laughs) you know just keep them going yeah and I did my first lantern walk then too Um, but why lanterns
0: how did that come up?
1: that first came from an experience in canmore Canmore does this beautiful winter walk and so we made homemade lanterns there and you'd walk around in the in the snow carrying these lanterns and there would be performers kind of set up along the way and then Uh they would have a small stage down by the river and be a couple fire spinners Uh and you know this beautiful festival i loved it when i Uh lived there that's one they that they did so my Lloyd Minster deserves this too, you know, so yeah. And did you
0: target Thanksgiving weekend?
1: Yes, so my reason for Thanksgiving was for the opportunity of gratitude Mm -hmm. expression and harvest, Mm -hmm. um, you know, farming community. Mm -hmm. And by this point generally and hopefully lots of folks are done harvest but not mm-hmm. quite everybody yet but mm-hmm. you know trying to get everyone there together so we can have a just a celebration of the completion mm-hmm. you know an, an opportunity to honor all the farmers that are feeding us All those folks that planted the seeds. And you've got the street
0: blocked off here. Yeah. What is it about a bale of hay with a pumpkin on it? Isn't that (laughs) great? Immediately. It's like comfort food. Totally. Instantly. I know. Instantly calming.
1: Oh, totally. And today Danny made like these... uh, a pumpkin crepe it was so good like pumpkin crepe pumpkins harvest here we go perfect Danny's
0: your chef yeah how do you find these chefs
1: oh that was pretty fun she actually was you know ready to get out of culinary arts and went down to my friend Joan has a hair studio just on the other block and Mm -hmm. brought her resume and wanted to work in the hair shop, she's over culinary arts. I'm not doing it. I'm only here for three months. I'm not. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Burnout in the kitchen. Yeah. And Joan was very sweet. And just, I appreciate that you want to work here. I really do. You have got a great resume, though, and I know you're saying you're you're out of culinary arts, but you've got to go meet Amanda. You two will hit it off, and you're uh-huh. gonna be. Just go talk to her. Yeah. So the day she's just coming to talk to me was the day that I lost both my chefs. And so I'm sitting there being like, oh, hey, Joan mentioned you. I heard you're in town. Want to make some soup? <laughs> I'm not getting back any culinary arts. Right, yeah, right, right. She. Fantastic! We did hit it off. We've had so much fun. And so she's been helping for a couple of months. And yeah.
0: And never did go to the hair. No. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: You do know that you have a reputation that precedes you that goes something like you've got to meet a man. Right? <laughs> 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 That's how you were
1: introduced to me. Yay. <laughs>
0: Have you always been like that?
1: I don't yeah. know.
0: <laughs> Were you ever um, quiet and shy?
1: Uh, I don't think quiet and shy really was no. mu- much of. Maybe when I was. No, I don't think so. Are you an only child? No, nope. oldest of three. Oh, you're the oldest. Yeah. Mm.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And so it was tonight. Bossy. tonight <laughs> <laughs> I guess you probably need that, huh? Yeah, I feel
1: like I've really worked at trying to be... I I pendulum, you know, it was a pendulum swinging. I went from being way too bossy to, like, not any at all. So now we're into, you know... Learning how to be a leader.
0: Because that must sometimes be hard when you're trying to create a funky sort of place with yeah. like artistic sensibility. You just want it to be like a free-for-all, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, at, at the same point, right. it's a
1: business. And I want to make sure that my customers are being fully respected and served in a really appropriate, you know, well-done way. Right. You know, but I'm also spending all my time with the si- the people who work here. So I want to have a good time with them. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. I want them to be a fun crew. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: And so I'm going to be on the lantern walk. Yay. Michelle Brownridge I from Science Culture in the is going to be on it. And I'm gathering that there's a couple of other people in town that will also show uh, up. Yes,
1: I believe so. Well, here's hoping. I mean, I will happily walk with just the four of us. But, but
0: last year you had roughly...
1: Last year. So the beauty is since this has started, from the beginning, you know, we start off with a nugget of, you know, 40 people Yeah, as we walked... People would pull over their car. What are you guys doing? Oh, wow. We're walking. Right. Come with us. And they right. would walk with us. And so by the end of the last walk last year, the estimate was that there was 200 people. Wow. Yeah. And are people it's awesome.
0: Do people pull over and go, what's the cause? I
1: get asked that a lot. Yeah, Why do you do these yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. What are you fundraising for? Yeah. I'm like, nothing. I'm doing yeah. this for fun. What are you protesting? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Riot! <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and right. so for me, it's just more of you know sometimes I just want to do things for the sake of doing them I just want to do them for the community to unite and to be able to have an opportunity to just have fun together
0: yeah sure
1: you know that's it simply that so yeah
0: tell me something do you somehow think in your quiet time if there is such a thing (laughs) That it was your grandmother speaking through the walls of that place. Oh that man. You to this.
1: Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is something that's come from a much greater source, that this is something that I've been guided to do mm-hmm. fully. Yeah, you know, and that's part of where, for a while, when times were tough and I would be resenting the responsibilities, because I spent a lot of time just kind of drifting around, and you know, when I got uncomfortable, I'd just move. And right. now, I'm committed right? right and so I'd have those moments where I'm like I didn't even pick this right. this isn't even my thing <laughs> and so you know having that leg like, back up against the wall and defensive about you know this gift from a higher source right. <laughs> right. you know
0: and without going into the details do you think this would have happened had the um, life-altering moment in the Maritimes yeah um, brought you to a place where you needed to come back and And find ground zero again for yourself?
1: No, I mean, honestly, I feel like I've been resisting coming home for my entire adult life. And so somehow, you know, our subconscious minds write us all sorts of stories. And I think mine got myself involved in a situation that made me come home, made me run home, you know. And so... Yeah, Yeah. I I think that that was the hugest catalyst for me. And I'm so grateful that takes away the fear and the victimhood of that experience, right? It's like, it brought me home. That was a gift in itself, you know? And I feel really fortunate that this is how it's turned out.
0: No kidding.
1: Right? And, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, I just feel like my job is to kind of hold the doors, hold the space, hold the doors open, and Mm -hmm. kind of just be the person that all I do is ask and say, well, now what? Right. Now, now what? And so, when there's, you know, I don't have chefs showing up, I have a hard time um, really actively stepping into it and be like, hey, I'm recruiting chefs. Mm-hmm. Instead, I sit back and I'm like, okay, it's my turn to cook, mm-hmm. because I felt like it was my turn to be in there to Is learn there whatever I had to do. School here? No, but they should oh. bring one because they've got the college here. Yeah. It would be great if they could bring a program no kidding, in
0: because then this could be an exactly here,
1: absolutely. Right? They're going through all sorts of little changes. I mean, they pulled out. They did pull out the nursing program. I'm not sure. I hope that they've put it back Right. because that was a really, really special place right. for us to be able to take nurses and bring them right in. So culinary arts, right. let's yeah. do it, Lloyd.
0: How did you come up with the name The Root?
1: Mm. <laughs> Days of writing out names going over Did you? Over. Is that how you did it? But it was really just The Root, and it was the community emporium that was the... Right, you know, and that was through a government official. When I was doing my name registration, mm-hmm. I figured out the root just due to, mm-hmm. you know, connection with trees, rooting yeah. foundations, yeah. getting back to tradition, you yeah. know, coming home. Yeah. Um. But when I did when I was registering the business name, the gal on the other line was saying like, you need to have the disclaimer, and I'm like, well, I don't understand what this place is. You know, it's not just a restaurant. It's not just a gallery. It's not just a studio. It's not just a music venue. So what kind of a disclaimer do I put under this thing? It's not like, and so together we just sat there and I'm like, she's the one who threw out Emporium. I'm like, that's the best one. It's a great word. I love that word, you know, because we're like, yeah, it's this market of places. And so she's Emporium. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks to that gal. Yeah. No kidding. She gave me my name.
0: (laughs) All right. You are an ideal candidate for this.
1: Oh, terrific.
0: Yes. The French author, Marcel Proust, had a very famous questionnaire. There's a whole long history behind that questionnaire. I won't go into it. Then there was a French television host named Bernard Pivot, who started adopting those 10 questions oh, cool. to ask his guests. Cool. Now they've been adopted by James Lipton, who runs the Inside the actor Studio. Yeah. It's a great show. And... Um, so I'm going to borrow from all three of those gentlemen because Perfect. I think they're really great questions and they give us just a little snapshot into the essence of you, although I think we've already got that. <laughs> What's your favorite word? You can't use emporium. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't let you get away with being redundant.
1: Gosh, I say just enough a lot. <laughs> just just <laughs> enough? Yeah, it's sort of the sarcastic thing I throw down. If somebody's being like, oh, you know, I've got too much of this or this or uh-huh. that, I'm like, ah, just enough. And Brooklyn accents and... Oh, uh,
0: uh, okay. All right.
1: Yeah, um, see? I'm going to come up with something great.
0: Okay, you can if, if it comes to mind, you can blurt it out. What's your least favorite word?
1: Oh, geez. All sorts of negative things. Mm-hmm. You know, when people are just... It's more of um, connotations, mm-hmm. right, and phrases. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time when people are... Um, throwing down fear based answers, fear based suggestions for things. Mm-hmm. Like can't. Yeah, mm-hmm. like can't, and just negative descriptions of themselves, you mm-hmm. know, mm. or of experiences, just kind of the naysayers. And I guess that's where I kind of seem, I, I can be misperceived as being somebody who's kind of got um, an illusion of a mind, you know, just uh, this idea that everything's going to be just fine, you know, and it's not that I don't see. What's happening in the world, but I'd rather not feed it.
0: But not naive. No, no. I don't
1: think so. I feel like I I've think had it's a. It's few... called a dream. Exactly, I'm a dreamer.
0: Maybe that's your favorite word. <laughs>
1: See, yeah, maybe it is. Good job, Kevin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, what turns you on?
1: Mm. Experiences, new things, even if it's a drive down a dirt road that I've never seen before. Mm. You know, just, and taking those moments. If I can hop on my bike and go for a tear just take it, it can only, you know, even an hour. I think sometimes, well, and I used to live like this. I had to pack up and go somewhere, Mm
0: -hmm. somewhere
1: far, Mm -hmm. you know, and just keep relocating. And how far can I get, you know? And, And now that I'm home, I don't have the opportunity to go as much as I used to. And so if I can hop on my bike, take a little rip and... Go down a back road that I've never been and see a willow tree that I've never seen before, Mm -hmm. and you know, the way the wheat feels blowing. Mm-hmm. and turning against the blue sky it's like that's that's what turns me on being mm-hmm. able to see new things Scott saskatchewan yeah exactly who right. knew yeah, you know right. all the beautiful places i've lived in the world mm-hmm. every single time i would hit about the same spot in the road mm-hmm. somehow find like my old like 1986 alabama record <laughs> put it in the car and start singing these songs and feeling like something inside of me came over i was like hmm. home
0: wow yeah Great. what turns you off
1: Hmm. Again, see? Back to the naysayers. Mm-hmm. Right. And not necessarily the people, myself too, when I'm getting darkened down. And it's like being able to b- allow myself time to sit in that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm learning this skill of kind of sitting on top of those emotions, right? And just observing them. Being mm-hmm. like, okay, but I really. I feel like I'm an emotional person, and so when I'm hitting highs, I'm hitting highs. Mm -hmm. And when I'm hitting lows, I really allow myself to crash. Mm -hmm. And so those things, you know, it's like being able to find myself in a place where I can just Experience things and make more observe observations on the emotions around me, rather than internalizing them and be like, "Wow, no I'm super crazy."
0: <laughs> so not in a bipolar. Concept. Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. Probably dancing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, right. Um, what uh, sound or noise do you love?
1: Um, yeah, music. Anything that I can dance mm-hmm. to. World beats, drums. Give me drums, digits. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What sound or noise do you hate?
1: Uh, chalkboard sounds, those are pretty awful, oh, yeah. hey? That'll right. get you.
0: Right. What's your favorite curse word?
1: <laughs> oh, man, I'm an f drum dropper F-bomb-dropper. F-bomb-dropper.
0: <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. We... <laughs> those I don't know if that's a ma-
1: favorite.
0: That's,
1: uh, <laughs> that's just a bad mouth. <laughs> those,
0: who, no, those, who an, those who have an imagination can figure out what you're talking about. <laughs> um...
1: What profession,
0: other than the one you're doing right now, would you most like to try?
1: Um, I have this great idea in my head Uh that I'm going to take a traveling circus on the road. So, (laughs) (laughs) right, just like covered wagon.
0: You love working with the misfits. Oh, totally!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Costumes, right? Right, right. Throw on your top hats, costumes. Take whatever we can to play with and. Yeah, traveling circus huh that's what I want to do I have <laughs>
0: this feeling you'll wind up doing it totally Being so do I circus exactly later. right yeah, here we yeah. go
1: I know I'm gonna be an acrobat
0: okay <laughs> um, what profession would you least like to do
1: mm, something that I have to sit still for <laughs> anything right. that I have to sit down yeah yes. yeah um, my office time is really hard on me so if that was my full-time gig yeah yeah
0: um, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you reach the pearly gates?
1: You did good, kid, huh? You did good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Back to the Brooklyn yeah, right? accent, right? <laughs> That's one of the sounds you totally. like, Brooklyn accent. Yeah,
1: apparently. all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I can't
0: wait for tonight.
1: Me too. I'm you, so pumped.
0: You didn't disappoint.
1: Your oh, reputation perfect. Your
0: reputation is spot on. Thank God. I'm going to think
1: of these questions, though, so I have better answers. I'm going to throw these down on people when I interview them now.
0: Yeah, you could do it on Open Night Night. See? Night- night. Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sit yeah. down. I've got some. Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. Hey, yeah. right? I know.
0: Yeah. You I, rock. I these
1: things, you rock. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you, Kevin. This has been awesome. We'll see you out on the street. Deal. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening. The Sascapes podcast is created by Kevin Power as part of the Culture Days Animateur program operated by Sas Culture. Funding to the cultural sector is provided through the Saskatchewan Lotteries Trust Fund for Sports, Culture and Recreation. If you want to hear more of these podcasts or to see the great work being done by other Sas Culture animateurs, please visit www.iheartculture.ca. Special thanks to Paved Arts in Saskatoon for their technical support. Music for Sascapes is provided by Saskatchewan-born singer-songwriter Jeffrey Straker. There is no end to the stories to be told. So, until next time.